I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation. What's going on? Mr. Carl Phillips and the hip hop preacher. Oh, sleep is for suckers, but I'm feeling like a lollipop. Who've been up since three o'clock and I'm feeling you know like what? a lollipop. You know what? Since E always makes me and Carl do the podcast at the crack of dawn. We got up at the crack of dawn this morning, but unfortunately, we had to roll out and run all over these London streets. So we are just getting back to the hotel. It's about six o'clock at night, which, as you know, is about the time the hip hop preacher starts winding down. So we appreciate him uh, willing to to stay up and endure through the podcast. And uh, I, I think he's going to make it. If y'all, uh, with, well, with, it depends on how long it lasts. With some subtle encouragement, I think he might be all right. I might and, need a V8. Yeah, no doubt. So we are uh, in our hotel room just vibing. But as I told you guys before, we're going to bring you a a special London, UK edition of the podcast, man. And what a week it's been so far. But before we get into that, we have our first ever guest on the podcast who's really not a guest because I feel like he does the podcast with us every week. We just don't record it. Um, More like family. Uh, We have Mr. J. Smooth, uh, uh, aka Josh Hatch, in the building. Welcome, Mr. Hatch. Jay Swivel. Hello, world. Yeah. Jay Swivel. Yeah, I told him, man. Hey, pressure's on, bro, because we're, we're we've been riding out pretty heavy with these podcasts, and you're the first person to come on. And uh, and the last, don't us, be sending me no requests about getting on the podcast. Yeah, please don't. Oh. Yeah, hey, oh, so you, <laughs> he already going in on y'all. Y'all gonna be like, oh, you let Josh get on? Um, but Josh traveled out here to London with us. And man, just you know, incredible value added as always. And so I told him, man, you got to get on the podcast just because there's so many rich things that he brings um, to the table. And we'll kind of talk about Josh and you know the relationship that he and E, you know, started and how Josh, you know, grew the relationship with the rest of the team. Um, but we want to go right into Am I tripping or? And today I want to know, Am I tripping or? Does London have the most well-behaved kids? that y'all have ever seen in your natural life. You're not tripping. You're not tripping at all. Yeah, you're not tripping. Seriously, no, no, no. Listen, if you're back in the States, so we come to the school, right? We got we did three schools today. We get to the school, and this is, these kids are like, what, middle school age? Yeah, yeah, I'd say 11 to 14, maybe. 11 to 14 years old. And they come in, the whole school is coming into this assembly to see E speak. They file in, I'm talking about it was military precision. No one talking. They filled in the back rows in sequence all the way up to the very front. I'm talking about some of the, they had some babies in there too. You saying 11. I saw some eight, nine year olds in there. And I'm talking about they did not make a peep. I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Then the most hilarious part is the headmaster came over to me. It was like, I'm so embarrassed that they were a bit rowdy. <laughs> I said, rowdy? What in the, I said, let me, do, do me a favor. If that was rowdy, come over to the stage and teach our kids how to be rowdy because that's ridiculous. So, no, nah, they were just uh, phenomenal, phenomenal kids, man, and, and just great behavior. They were super excited to see E. Um, e, man, I just want you to recap really quick 
um, just how, how your trip has been thus far, kind of, you know, what the love has been like. You got stopped on the streets, people jumping out cars, handing you letters on the street, just going crazy, man. So tell us what it's been like this time around, our second tour in the UK. You know, man, it's surreal. You know, it's, this is the stuff that, you know, you see happen, you know, back in the States. You know, but when you go out of the country and you're like, wow, is the reach that far? You know, is it possible, you know, that people are being inspired in the same ways, you know, in London that they are in America? So it, it, was, it was just, man, it, it was surreal. I mean, you know, I just sat back and was just like, wow, I, I, I don't believe it. Like, I don't believe the grinding, you know, the not quitting, you know, just to stand with, with it you know, has gotten us to this place. So yeah, it's an unbelievable feeling, very humbling to know that your words have literally inspired people, you know, to greatness, man, unbelievable. Yeah, no, and I think the, the crazy thing for me is just seeing the growth from the last time we were here to this time. I mean, last time we had love, don't get me wrong. People came out, they supported it. You know, every once in a while we'd be on the subway or, you know, on, on one of the big, red double-decker buses, and every blue moon, somebody would be like, hey, aren't you that guy from YouTube? But now, man, it's like, um, it's, it's hard to even walk down the street, like, you know, a couple blocks. And, you know, for me, just watching that, like, whoa, the brand is growing. I think we were here three years ago, and it was nowhere near this level. And now just to see the trajectory of the brand is just crazy. So, Carl, you, you, you've witnessed it both times now. What's your take on it? So I just want to like especially shout out all our UK podcast listeners, man. And and I say that because C and I were joking, but literally C is doing his thing, you know, trying to like we had the event coming out, the first event we had. And I'm telling you, all C gets mobbed like he's not even there yet. And C gets mobbed. And I'm you know, I got my camera I'm running around trying to get the shot of C. And before I know it, somebody grabbed Carl my shoulder. I'm like, I'm getting mobbed. And Carl I, taking oh. selfies. I looked up. I said, oh, Lord, we need a cameraman for the um, cameraman. It's crazy. It's we need a cameraman crazy. for the cameraman. Cameraman for the cameraman. Yeah, what? no, Carl's famous over here. Yeah, it was famous. ridiculous. And Carl, I don't think Carl re was ready for that because he was looking oh, not at, at me all. like, see, not what am I supposed famous. to do? I'm like, take the picture, bro. Bayesian sensation famous. I promise oh. y'all. But I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's like, yo, the podcast, man, the value that y'all add, like the information that y'all get from week to week was amazing. Amazing, man. I just want to thank you. I don't know how to do it. Can we just take a selfie real quick? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Like, let's, I'm supposed let's do to it. be filming, but <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, so we need, a, we need a cameraman for the camera. Carl's only going to be on camera filming, not actually using man. any of his footage. But don't audition, though. Let us call you. <laughs> don't audition for the don't, gig. Why can't they audition, man? Um, don't audition for the gig. Let, no doubt. We'll call you. Like we got a high standard that you got to live up to. Um, Josh, you're, you're, give us your thoughts. This was your first time rolling with us internationally. Obviously, Josh has been with us in the States at most of the conferences. This is the first time he's been able to roll with us you know, on an international trip. And um, what, what were your thoughts just from the time we, we landed in the airport to you know, kind of where we are now? Yeah, I think the main thing was probably just the love, and the, and it started immediately. So we got off the plane at 7.30 in the morning, and within five minutes had the first person approach E, um, and then got to the hotel in the lobby when we were checking in, had yep, another person. Yep. Um, we just talked about it. went to the event uh, without E. You couldn't move. Right, right. right? The Bayesian sensation couldn't move. <laughs> the Bayesian sensation couldn't move. Yeah. yeah, and it seemed like every, everywhere that we went, um, no matter if it was for an event or somewhere else, 
that someone is recognizing. And it's, uh, you know, it's the humbling part being part of it and seeing it live is it's always the same thing, a different story, but the same thing, which is you have impacted my life. Right. Yeah. They just want to be able to say thank you. Yeah. And it's just amazing. For sure. No, nah, man. So big shout out to the UK. We're not done yet. We have uh, we've done a lot since we've been here, but we're getting ready to head to Poland tomorrow or the next day. I think tomorrow uh, we head to Poland. Right. Or by yes, the time, actually, by the time you hear this, yeah. we'll be in Poland. Right. So we're going to um, Poland, man. We're going to hold it down there. I think it's going to be, you know, somewhere around eight to ten thousand people. So just an amazing trip thus far, man. Shout out to everybody in the UK for all your love and support running up uh, to us on the street, man. We love taking the pictures and, you know, love showing love back to you guys for all the love you've shown us over the years. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let's um, let's address the fact why Josh is on the podcast, right? What is Josh doing on the podcast? Um, again, man, Josh, matter of fact, I'll let, I'll let Josh tell the story. How, let, let, before we get to where we are now, run it back because Josh is one of the first people to pay E five figures to come in and speak at his company. And I'm grateful for that. So Josh, um, obviously, you know, ET has, you know, soared past that mark since then in the last few years. But talk to us about um, where you were and why you hired ET and how this relationship kind of came about. Yeah. Um, you know, like many people, I was a big um, Eric Thomas fan, but I was a business owner. And before I had business partners, I really looked at Eric as my business partner. So I would listen to videos when I needed inspiration, hope. Every morning I listened to a different video. It didn't matter, just the voice was, was a voice of, okay, we're gonna build this. And so we were fortunate enough to build a company and have that company that was acquired. And I was at um, my next company and it was always a dream to bring in Eric. Mm -hmm. And so made the phone call, just like everybody does, and said, what do we have to do to get Eric here? And when they said the price, I said, done. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want the phone to hang up. Yeah, I'm still hurt about that. <laughs> yeah, Every time I, Josh I, I, says I, I, that story, I'm like, wow. I, I, shot way I, higher. I just took a few dollars and put it back in my back. Put the money right yeah. in my back pocket. Yeah. You know, kept the extra. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll keep this yeah. at the 10 grand I thought it was going to cost. Yeah, yeah. So, so Eric came down and it was, um, and it was a, a, a special moment looking at it now. What, Eric, three, four years? Yes, sir. Yeah, so it's been been a while yeah, now. Yes, sir. Special year because we are a special moment because we had Eric come and speak to the company, which was important. And there's kind of some build up to how he got there that we can get into in a minute. Mm -hmm. You and I talked about that. Um, that I almost had Eric at my house. Right. The company right. wanted to reschedule, and I said, "Well, we're not rescheduling. We committed to the guy." And I said, "So I'll hold it in my living room. Right. And we're going right. to speak to whoever wants to come." Um, but he spoke, but we also had the pleasure of having the first lady down there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which is really, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, I, and I was able to go to, um, Eric spoke, and as Eric always does, as he always does, he put in extra time, so he came back to the office with me mm -hmm. and toured around the office, and we spent some time having great conversations. We went to lunch, and then we, uh, uh, we separated for a few hours and got back together, and we did dinner all over again. And there was, you know, there was just an instant bond um, of just a great guy and so a couple of weeks went by and i asked uh architect said e can i help you with anything uh with the brand he said yeah logo you know can you help me with the logo yeah, yeah. so we went to work on the logo and um and shot back i don't know 15 20 different designs and the second we shot back this one, I got yep. a text immediately that said, that's the one. That's the one, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Immediately. So the Grind Gear logo, you all see it with the outstretched arms. 
Yep. Right? And E, you know, with the thank God it's Monday thank pose. Thank God it's Monday. You know, this is the guy who is responsible for that, man. So we're forever grateful for that. And, um, yeah, no, great story. And, and, and before we kind of catch him all the way up, let's rewind back, Josh. Um, you know, obviously I know the story, but, you know, I think it's a, a great life story. And I would, I would love for our podcast listeners to hear it. You started actually with, uh, you know, because we talk on the podcast, Josh, as you know, you listen to the podcast. We talk a lot about team and synergy and trust and building relationships and all of these things. And you actually had that. We're doing very well. And then pretty much uh, the bottom fell out. And so kind of walk us through, you know, what happened with you. For those of you who don't know, Josh is 6'8". He played basketball. He ended up, he was going to the NBA, so he says. But he got hurt. Right, he heard. Yeah, I take his word for Apparently it. Apparently, said he's going I to the league. I don't know about that. I, I can either confirm I, yeah, nor deny. I was, I was going to the rec league. Okay, the rec league. league. Okay, yeah, well, the hey, league. rec league. Well, yeah, the okay. league. Yeah. Clarify which yeah. league. I thought you meant NBA. Yep, the rec league. Um, but you actually started along that path of business, and and I want you guys to hear this story because Josh is a close, close business partner and advisor and a mentor for me and E and Carl, and you know he kind of shows us the ropes, and he's been through so much in business. But talk to the people about. You actually started the company. You were starting to live the dream, and everything was going well. And then, kind of walk us through what ended up happening, and um, kind of how you had to reboot from the ground up. Yeah, it was. Um, it was when I was 23, 24 years old. Um, had a company. Um, it, it, it took off. It was a, a, a sales company. We were doing very well for ourselves. Um, I was married. Um, just had had my second child, so my second child was about, I think, six or eight months old, and um, we were doing really well. We built a, a company, and we were, we were working with people from uh, many different states, even western part of Canada, and again, I was, I was at that time 27, 28, really thinking, hey, my life is mapped out. This business thing isn't really that hard, yep. right? All the yep. stuff that, you that, it that out. Yeah, had it figured out, right? All the stuff I didn't know, and... Um, and um, my best friend, who we also obviously worked very closely together, um, had some character issues. And so I, was, I had the uh, very misfortune of being one of the people, along with an investor that invested money with him, um, in catching him in a, in a multi-million dollar fraud. Hmm. And it turned my whole life completely upside down. Now, the financial hit was a major piece of that, right? I was scared. I had a family. Um, we'd worked hard. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, do I have to completely reboot? Do I have to reinvent myself? What does this mean? You're trying to unravel the whole thing. But, but really what was the killer for the long period of time was the deceit, the trust, the friendship that was now gone. And, um, and that's one that, that still to this day will stay with me. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so he obviously was um, running a Ponzi scheme. Correct. Yep. Um, and and you pretty much lost everything. Yep. Like this this guy stole everything from you, and he did end up getting caught and going to jail and doing time and things of that nature. But you couldn't necessarily, you know, get back what he took. And so you were left at what you say twenty eight. Yeah, left at 20, 29. 29, 29 to pretty out. much start over and figure yep. it all out. And listen to me, guys. We, uh, we talk about on this podcast a lot about resiliency, about bouncing back, about getting through the tough times and the trials and the tribulations and going to that next level. And, Josh, how long did you sit around and, and cry and complain about it? 
Um, everything you work for, you probably thought you would retire with this company, I'm assuming, and you know, yeah, be, my be set life, for life. My life, it would be very similar to, to you with the ETA, yep. right? You're, you're thinking, okay, this is what's gonna go on forever. Right. This is what we're doing. We're just gonna keep building and growing and we're right. having a good time. And I work with people I trust and people I love and we're just gonna go and, and do this thing until the wheels fall off, Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. And that's when you hit, you, when you said that to me, I think that's what hit me when you said, imagine you and ET right now and you found out, you and Carl found out ET was stealing all the money. Ooh, can y'all use somebody other than ET? Nothing left. Well, he was, he was, this was kind of like Josh's mentor. He was older than Josh. So, unfortunately, by your age, you've been guilty Man. by your age. We'll refer to him as ED. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. ED. Thanks. ED. Well, hey, okay. like erectile ED. dysfunction. Yeah. There you go. Right. I like that, though. I like that. I like right. that. Better, way better. Right. And so. Um, Character dysfunction. Yeah. So, 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 he actually took this, and you're 29 years old, yeah. and, and, and you got to start over. Yeah. So, to answer your question, you know. Um, it was a very important phone call that I had with my mother. My mother's uh, very tough, and we can get into this in a minute, but I went through a, a, a situation before I know I knew I went through this situation in my life uh, with my own father. So my, my own father um, went to prison when I was very little, so basically was gone my entire childhood. How old for, were you? For white cock, four years old. So, and uh, four to 11. What kind of crime? White collar. Yeah, white collar crime. And you told me something last night that shook me up, actually. So, l l listen, if you're listening, I just want to paint the picture. So when Josh was four, his dad gets convicted of white-collar crime and goes to jail. He starts a company with a close, you said best friend? Best friend. Best yeah. friend and, and, and close mentor kind of guy. And he also steals money and goes to prison. And you told me last night something that was kind of eerie. Do you remember what you told me? Yeah, but the, the, the crime and, and even more eerily, the dollar amounts were within $100,000 of each other. The actual the, crime that they were convicted of correct. and the dollar amount correct. were very close and very similar. Yeah. So you had experienced these two, I mean, obviously, you know, life-changing, momentum-changing uh, things. What did you do? You're 29. You got nothing. You know, you, you got a family, you got two kids, you got a wife who's looking at you probably like, hey, what's going on? What do we do now? You're angry, you're bitter, you're frustrated. What do you do? Yeah, I made a call to my, I made a call to my mom and I asked her that same question, right? What do I do, mom? And I was having my own little pity party for a minute. She said, I'll tell you what you do. You eat, you sleep, and you wake up and you take care of your family. Hmm. She said, you get yeah. back to work. Right. And from a mom that was left with three small children, no college degree, and a husband that just got caught in a fraud and was left to pick up the pieces. Wow. How do you tell her you're having a bad day? Mm. Right, right. If anyone can relate to you at that moment, right. it's right. her. And so that's what I did. As hard as it was, I ate, which was hard to do. Anyone that's been in a hard time in life, whether it's a, a death or, or business or any, anything in their life, it's hard to do that. It's hard to sleep. But I realized, you know, I realized in life, it was a really pivotal point in my life. I realized the mail gets delivered on Monday. Yeah. School starts on Monday. Yep. The mortgage comes on the 15th. Nothing changes and it doesn't matter what your story is. Wow. You have responsibility. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I made a commitment very early in my life that my kids would never have to wonder why their father let them down. Mm. Why, so my kids will never, ever go through that. And so when you talk about your why and, and why you do things, mine's very simple. And it goes all the way back to what happened to me 
at a young age that I don't ever want my children to feel that. So why E says, I want to give my kids a better life. I want to shield my kids from that sort of pain. Mm -hmm. So from a business standpoint, we just got back to work. We looked mm. around, we said, what do we do? Um, there were some friendships lost in, in, in the moment, new of relationships course. built. Of course. Um, a lot of great people that you that still have friendships with. And we just got after it and we mm -hmm. just went to work again. And we started to think, okay, so what do we go do now? Right, and, and, and that ended up being what? You, you actually went and tangibly, some of the people who were with you at the yep. previous you know, spot, yep. you, you kind of talked to them, rallied them up, and what did you go do? We went and started a company, a, a home security company. Um, we had no experience in that space. <laughs> we didn't know, so when people say, you know, I, I want to get in this industry, but I don't know anything about it. I'm a firm believer that you'll never learn anything about it until you start doing that industry. Right. Mm -hmm. right. You can read all the case studies, and it's important to get mentors. It's important to have business plans, but you wouldn't even know what questions to ask a mentor right. unless you got right. going. Exactly. So a mentor exactly. is pointless unless you were going. Right, right, because then you can actually get in there, figure out some things, fail a couple times. And, and have then the you have the right some, questions right, to ask. Exactly, have the right questions to ask. So. You, you got in there and, I mean, literally in the security system. Like, what did you do? Did you buy? I don't, like, seriously, I want to know tangibly. Yeah, like, like I said, what's, the, what's that one? So we're about to start a security company. Right, right, like, right. What does that look like? Okay, yeah. what do you do? Yep, called around, found, um, found a, a financing house, a place where what we do with contracts or security systems once we sell them. Mm -hmm. um, call vendors. So you start calling vendors. You start looking at other companies and saying, okay, so what are they doing? What vendors are they using? What products are they using? Do we want to use the same thing, something different? What markets look good? And you just start really just looking through the space. And what I knew um, was that we had a team of people that could get the job done. Mm -hmm. And we've always had great people. And I've been very fortunate in my life. I, you know, I'm on this podcast saying, you know, I, I, Josh, 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 but there are many people that broke their backs. Mm -hmm. um, for me to be able to talk about it. Yeah. So we had, we had great people and, and each step of the way added great people mm -hmm. and lost a lot of people. That's yeah, the other thing that, that's the other thing that stops. I think a lot of entrepreneurs in their tracks is they're not ready for the emotional losses that they're going to have, mm -hmm. the personal losses that they're going to have. And when it happens, it actually, it hurts them more than the, it, it discomforts them more than actually the financial losses or how long it takes them to get going. They weren't prepared for the journey. So I was going to kind of a two part question, but number one, why security? And then kind of like a beat of that, was there a specific gap that you saw that led you there, you know? Like yeah, no, great question. Mm -hmm. so, so security was, there were some other companies that had popped up in the last five years before we got into it that had really been able to get scale quickly. Mm -hmm. and, and we knew some of the people at those companies, um, not as peers, but we knew of them. And so I was looking at that time, you, you just heard what happened. I was looking for something that was decently low cost of, of, of of capital to enter the space. Mm -hmm. We're sitting flush with cash. Yep. So what's a low cost uh, business that we can start that can start self-funding as quickly as possible? Mm -hmm. And we do sales. So what is one thing that we can take our sales skill and go Transfer. do where we yeah. don't have to take a million dollars and drop it into marketing right, right, right. Off, right off the top. Yep. And so, yep. and most people, you know, 99% of the population starting a business, they don't have that access to cap. They don't have $50,000, even $10,000. Most people don't to start mm -hmm. a company to drop mm -hmm. into some kind of marketing. And if they try to spend money first on marketing and it doesn't work, they're out of business. Yeah, you're done. They have yeah, no, they have it. no way to get, generate that's, revenue. That, that's it. And so then you build the company up and you actually, um, 
you, you end up selling the company. Yeah, so, so you, we, you, built it, you built it up quite a bit. Yeah, so we, you know, an interesting story, one of the vendors of a company that was, um, that supplied our product and the product to another company said, hey, this company is actually looking to grow and they want to grow in the way you do things. And, you know, would you ever consider basically shutting down your shop? And mm -hmm. I had never never considered it and it was a it was a really this was actually for people on this podcast it was one of those really hard decisions of my life because i knew if you say yes then it's never the same mm -hmm. because you can't do the same thing you've been doing you can't do it with everyone you, that you've done it with and 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 the decision was it, it it was a really tough one so people say well that that had to be just the highlight of your life and the truth is it was actually a highlight and a low light at the same time mm -hmm. because you're basically handing off your baby. You're, you're saying goodbye to certain relationships at that time. The new fit doesn't always fit people you care about. And so while you, while, while you have this great moment, you're also actually closing a chapter mm -hmm. of your life. Right. And so, right. But, but yeah, we're very fortunate um, uh, for that to happen and, and um, went and basically opened up a sales channel uh, for the company and a, a new a new marketing strategy and and a, a great so you so you do sell the company you take a, a nice cushy position within the company yeah. big bucks yep. and you know spot at the table and the whole nine and yeah. um but but you said that did, that didn't that didn't sit right with you for too long I guess no you know I've I've um, I love startups. I love, and it doesn't even have to be startups. I love fast-paced companies. Mm -hmm. And this company was a company that had been around for 20 plus years. Um, very successful company, great company, very traditional company. And I was, I, I sat on, when you said a cushy seat at the table, you know, I, I went in there and I was the youngest person at the table by probably 15 to 20 years. Right, right. You know, the youngest, and there's a gap yeah. up from that. So, right, right. so the closest to me. So I sat there and I would sit in, in board meetings and we'd go over strategy and I'd sit at these fancy dinners and all the stuff. And I would think to myself, well, I want to be doing this fancy dinner, but I want to be doing it with my wife. Right, right. And I want to be doing this bi these business conversations, but I want to actually be doing it with my team. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want to be hypothetically talking about what we think is going on within, within the organization. I right. want to be figuring out what's going on with the, with the people, yeah, right? Absolutely. And again, it's a large company, so there's just layers to it, as, as mm -hmm. many people on the podcast understand. So I realized really quick that it, it wasn't for me. And, and probably the best way to sum it up, I, it would fall to me that I would take 100% of the blame. I learned that I'm not a very good employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh said, he hit hmm. me with that, and I was dying laughing. He said, I'm a terrible employee. And I said, wow, like, like that makes sense. You know what I mean? When you have a dream and a vision, you know, sometimes, and there's no knock to anybody with a nine to five, for sure. You know, if, if that's what you do and that's what you want to do, great. But you said your personality did not lend towards, uh, you know, a bunch of board meetings and staff meetings and, and that kind of thing. You're more of a hands-on, get to it, build it, get your hands dirty kind of guy. And so that environment kind of stymied you a bit. Yep, and you know, if, you, if, you, if we go back and rewind our conversation 10 minutes ago, I knew because I had done it before right. through very hard circumstances mm -hmm. that what was the worst thing that was going to happen? I was going to go back to ground zero again by right. taking a chance and maybe trying something yep. and I could always build it back up. I, had, I guess I had built that muscle in mm -hmm. my head that I, that I could had that skill developed. Yeah. So, so you end up uh, not being there too long. And so um, you end up leaving the company mm -hmm. and, and, and taking another position. You, you went somewhere else. 
and you were able to um, help that company immediately. You, you went into the solar industry. Yeah, right? it was, um, I received the cold call. So, you know, you, you talk about when you become a master of your craft, mm -hmm. that, that opportunities come to you. Yep. And so I had a, a cold call from a private equity group and a company that was really struggling to get the get revenue turned and get this to get get the scale they needed mm -hmm. for their business model and it was a, a residential solar company yeah and so they called and they said are you interested and i said well i think i'm interested i said tell me more about the uh, what's going on and they told me and they basically said you know right now it's a mess <laughs> and for most people i think most people i can only speak for myself but most people would say right. well it's a mess i don't want any part of that right right, right. I, i'm comfortable here I, you know my family was living in a um you know, a 4,500 square foot house, you know, pool in the background, living on the country club, again, sitting in the board meeting. Yeah. And that, that meant nothing to me, right? That meant nothing to me. I, I, I wanted the challenge, but mm -hmm. we didn't need to make a move, right? right. It wasn't the of comfortable course. thing to do. Yeah, it was, actually wasn't the comfortable thing to do if you do it by traditional standards. So mm -hmm. I'm just asking you, is this stuff that start with S? Because now we're going from security to solar. Like, that's right. Just right. random. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so you got so you you got into the company and it's a mess, and you take it from w basically what to what? Yeah, so we took it from um, being in the hole um, eight figures, you know. Being, or sorry, I'm sorry, being in the hole seven figures mm -hmm. to um, to um, doing you know under a hundred million dollars in sales in, in a little over two two and a half years. Wow. Um, My bad, Carter. He said 100 wow. million. He said, "I thought, yeah." yeah. Well, he just kind of went past. Yeah. It. Like, so, so, so we we did we we took it from a, a seven figures in the hole to basically a, a, about eight million in revenue the first year, you know, roughly roughly uh, thirty five to thirty eight million million in the second year, and then we're on pace to double that. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Um, and I, and I I just wanted you to you know explain that story, man, because there's so many people out there who you know have been done wrong in their childhood and their business lives and they've had their back turned on them and here is a story of a guy who you know not once but twice had some terrible terrible things happen and the people that he was supposed to trust the most in his life just did him dirty and you know had to start from square one and you know you were really able to do that so so I guess talk to me about what kind of makes a successful entrepreneur you've built several multi-million dollar companies now what what makes a great entrepreneur like how do you what is it is it something you can teach do you have to be born with it like wh where did you get your entrepreneurial school skills I, I mean you didn't you you said it you didn't finish college you were uh, a basketball player you end up getting hurt you know you started you told me last night you you got hurt and you know kind of got discouraged with school and kind of just said hey i'm done with this and started with literally nothing your wife you you brought not one penny to the table and your wife you know, basically, you know, took care of you for the first, you know, bit after you got out of school. So how do you go from that? You know what I'm, Carl, you see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to find out, like, what's the gap? Because it, it wasn't that you had this wealth of knowledge that you built up in school. Mm -hmm. You didn't have your father in your life to teach you the right way to do things. He wasn't around. Yeah. Like, so how do you get from the place where most people would quit and give up and say, hey, let me just go get a job, take care of my family, right. to still you know, pursuing the entrepreneurship lane and having that kind of success. What does that take? What is, you know, you born with it? Is it, you know, luck? Yeah, to give you an answer that probably won't help you, I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know what makes a great entrepreneur because I believe there's different personalities 
that make great entrepreneurs. I believe all entrepreneurs have to have probably an unhealthy dose of self-confidence. Mm -hmm. I believe genetically, this might sound a little bit crazy to the listeners, but genetically I believe I have my mom's genes. My mom's an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and, and I have that spirit. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I know that um, I've been blessed with a spirit of vision to see things that other people can't. Mm -hmm. And then also with, with the um, ability to make those things happen. And I had a conversation with Carl earlier today and I, I told him, you know, I said the, the interesting thing is he, he made the comment just barely about security and solar. Mm -hmm. But the truth is it doesn't matter to me the product. Mm -hmm. My product is people. So Explain my, that. So I, 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 I'll lead you into it, Josh, because if you paid attention, if you guys are listening, Josh kept saying, we, we, we. So you got to it before, but I wanted to ask you the question of who, who was in this process with you? That's what I wanted to ask. You could kind yeah. of transfer yeah. to that. Yeah, there, um, there were people that had, um, you know, first and foremost, my wife. I can, I can tell you that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, um, the, probably the most important decision that you're going to make if you decide to settle down is who you settle down with. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to be a traditional life yeah hey man it's the regular podcast not thank god i'm married that's right try to jump on a different yep. podcast yep. <laughs> but it's not gonna be a traditional life so how you raise yeah. your kids the times yep. everything so yep. so you have to have that in place and then you have to have people that are willing to do the the work you know one thing that i always say to um to especially the sales team the marketing teams in my companies is i'm not doing the heavy lifting at this mm -hmm. point in time i'm not doing the heavy lifting mm -hmm. So the sales team is the one that's out there creating the revenue, building the customer experience, and making sure that everything is going well. Mm -hmm. So my job is to make sure my customer is my employees. Right, mm. right. So if they're happy, healthy, and whole, then that experience goes out and makes the customer's experience happy, mm. healthy, and whole. So I wanna make sure they're reaching their financial goals, right, as long as they do their part. I wanna make sure and ask them about their families or their colleges or their whatever they have going on in their life. I want to get to know them and what and, and I've been again I can only speak for myself, but I, I when I meet someone I can have a quick conversation. I believe I, I can identify some skill sets that they have and I believe I can have a pretty transparent conversation, get to know them quickly where they'll open up to me and give me real things that I can do to help. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm wondering how you kind of built that in the first place. You know what I mean? Like you had this, you know, these you said you always use kind of young kids who were ready to grind and you didn't take people who were like, you know, 40 year veterans in the sales field. You took you took people who are green and, you know, right off the street and ready to go in and just get their hands dirty and work. And you were able to take that and create a sales staff. When you came into the solar company, there was how many staff? There was a total of about 14 people total. So including um, IT department, finance department, uh, really, no. There was no salespeople. And, so, and we took that to. Uh, we took that up to uh, over 500 people in this company. Wow. In what time frame? Right. Uh, in in two and a half years. And really, to 500 people in two years. Yeah. How? How? <laughs> how, Josh? How? Uh, a lot of good people. So again, saying mm -hmm. saying the idea. A, a lot of good people, but you have to have a vehicle. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of people that want to bring people into their business, but they really don't have a vehicle to help that person. They wanna bring them into the opportunity because it helps them. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna hire 500 people, there has to be something great in it for them. Right. Right, right. so you have, to have, you have to have the win-win um, the there. And you have to have the right means to be able to bring on, to mm -hmm. scale the company that fast. So part of it was on, on this opportunity, we had a private equity group behind us, which allows us to have the platform to build it. Mm -hmm. And then two, the most important thing that you're gonna, you're gonna build is you better build a great culture. 
Right. Mm. You right. have to have a great culture. And that's something that people, when I see business plans, um, I think culture will trump or kill or dominate strategy all day long. Mm. And, and what does creating a good culture look like? Like what, when you create that great culture, what is, like what does that look like? Are you having parties at the office or, you know? No, what? no, actually for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a safe environment. It's an environment that puts people in positions where they can win. So if you do it a sports analogy, I'm not going to put Shaq at point guard. Right, mm. right. He's going to feel like a failure and he never stood a chance. Mm -hmm. So you put people in a, in a position to win and you follow through on what you say you'll do and you create an opportunity. You create the next step for people, especially mm. when you're dealing with millennials. Right, right. The question they always want to know is what's next, what's next, right? One week on the job, they say, I can be the CEO. And right. I'm not even knocking right, right, right. it. I'm not even knocking it as a negative. It's funny, but right. they just have that ambition. They want to be the CEO after a week. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you know they're not qualified, right? They're right. not qualified after a week. They're not qualified after probably 10 years. Right. Right? But that's up to them to prove it. Mm -hmm. But you need to give them that next step, that clear roadmap. And also, again, I just said I'm not in the trenches. So I have millennials or people in similar roles managing and making the important decisions mm -hmm. that affect those people. Otherwise, all I'm doing is hypothetically guessing what's going on right, with the company right. mm -hmm. and yep. probably making the wrong moves. Got you. Got you. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's interesting because I think we all want to know how to scale, right? We always talk about, like, scalability and how do you, you know, you want to make your company bigger. You want to make, you know, more revenue. You want to hire, you know, better people. And that's one thing that we're always talking about. But I think it's deep that you said it had nothing to do with solar. I'm still stuck on that, I, Carl. Yeah, no, it had seriously. nothing to do, you know, with solar or security. You, you had a product, you, you just needed a product, and you said you had a skill. So what, we always talk about mastering one thing and you know, ma having one skill to take advantage of. What, your, that skill is what for you? It's, it's people. Yeah. And to answer your question, you said, how did you develop that skill? Mm -hmm. Well, I've hired and worked with thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And so if I take Carl, and Carl can speak to this, but the first time he grabbed the camera, he looks at it very different and works it very different. I'm mm -hmm. sure the first person I ever hired Right. Would tell you I didn't have that skill mm -hmm. the way I have it now. Mm -hmm. But I've always put myself in an environment, uh, an environment to be around people. Just like when I met all of you guys, I wanted to be around you because I love to meet new people and build an build an organic great relationship. And so, but but my skills people. But it comes from I have just dealt with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've overcome a lot. And I've overcome well. a lot. You know what I mean. And so I think it, I think for somebody who's overcome those kind of things you know the crazy thing that strikes me about josh carl is that you know he's been you know done wrong you know uh, uh, all those times and you know he has reason to have animosity or like a bitterness or like a chip on his shoulder mm -hmm. but you don't really run through life with a chip on your shoulder do you no or, or trust issues yeah or, or have trust issues yeah. no i don't and and it, well let me add this as, as i get older my circle gets smaller right mm. So as I get older, my circle gets smaller. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not a knock on, a lot of great people probably don't make my inner circle. It's just that there's not a lot of room. Again, between family, business, but the people I lean on and truly trust. Mm -hmm. But, but that, that's a fair comment. I don't, you know, I had, a, um, I had one of my older brother's really good friends call me um, when I was going through that first, um, that first business um, and, and when the fraud happened, and he said, I, hey, I just, can I get 30 seconds of your time? I know you're tired. I know you probably don't want to talk to people about this. I don't want to ask any questions, because everyone want to know what happened. Give me all the details. Because it was in the newspaper. Oh, newspaper, it's all everything. over, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was on the news. Right, it right. Was right, right. It'd yeah. be like seeing 
E's mugshot. Right. You'd be right, sitting there looking right. at it. Uh, it'd be so. It, uh, sorry, E D. E D. E D. But but it, but it was just surreal. It was like watching an episode of Law and Order, American Greed. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just surreal. It, uh, part of it just didn't didn't feel real. But he called me on the phone and he said, "Can I just give you one piece of advice?" Just someone that was mm -hmm. two years older than me. And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Again, I don't want any details. Don't let this hurt your ability to trust people." Hmm. He said, "Trust again." Wow. And that was it. And you know what? I've never had a conversation with him again. Wow. Never. I've never. I haven't seen him since that point. And that that comment alone. Hmm. So you said you said something on I think it was a BU call either a week or two ago and yes guys Josh is also on our oh man our don't BU spill the beans oh, don't no. <laughs> they gotta know man we got a lot a lot of wisdom dropping but you said something that stuck with me and you said what takes most people years to get over or whatever you could get over it like a matter of days yep so I want you to kind of just kind of walk through that I mean along the same concept of how you could trust again but like how are you able to bounce back like so clean mm -hmm. you know what I mean yep I, I think I think there's a couple things I think one I'm not scared of um, of anyone looking under my sheets right so at the right. other day it's um, when you when you move in a certain way you just move forward because there's only one direction to go I think a lot of times people worry about what happened in the past because they're ashamed they're 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 stressed out about it but it's really a muscle you develop your question mm -hmm. so it can be something as small as a, a, a bad phone call a lost business deal something happening in in another area of your life but but really where where if i get bad news where i've seen it knock people out of a business mm -hmm. or um or um make people just sit and say i'm depressed for a week it affects me for an hour hmm. Hmm. there's just no time there's not. Mm. And so it's really hard to get me to stay down. Now, I can get down, but it's very, very, very hard mm. to get me to stay down. And is that uh, that's something I, I just think back to what your mother told you. She said, get up, yep. eat, and sleep, and take that, care of your family. That's kind of the anchor to that for me, see, is it's, it's how, how would I ever call my mom and explain that I'm having a bad day? Right. Compared right. to her... Look, my mom, is a, my mom has built a successful real estate business. Mm -hmm. um, she she um, obviously went through a terrible situation with my father. Mm -hmm. um, she was diagnosed years ago with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, so a health problem, she's an avid runner. She didn't know if she was gonna be able to run. Um, she's an incredible lady, but how do you call someone that's had health issues, financial issues, and personal issues, and say, mm -hmm. what, what problem could I have that she's not right. gonna be, and she's gone over all of them, mm -hmm. wow. all of them. So what do I say to her? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is really nothing to say. And, yep. I, man, I think that's so important, and I hope that people out there are taking this away because, like I said, man, there's things in your life that you've been through or, you know, business situations, personal situations, whatever, and we always talk about, like, yo, for real, you have got to let it go and you have to move on. There's something on that other side for you. And I think Josh is just a, a, an excellent example of kind of what happens when you just pick up the pieces you know, you, you, you cry your tear and you get over it and you go forward and you, you see what happens now. And, you know, I'm so so honored to have Josh on the podcast, man, just because I see how he operates, you know, just just what a genuine spirit and a love and, you know, his family. I tell everybody, like, mm -hmm. if my kids can be half oh, man. what Josh's kids are, I told are, Josh man. he could adopt my kids. He yeah, seriously. Yeah, get, yeah, just give them back to uh, me in five years yeah, after you get done yeah, with thank them. thank you. But, no, Hudson and, and, and Bear, oh, Berkeley, man. just, you know, outstanding kids be watching out for his kids man his daughter's a swimmer and his son is a, a golf 
addict, fanatic, <laughs> and I promise you, this kid is unbelievable. Like, no. if you saw, if you saw his son. Matter of fact, what, give, give us the Instagram really quick because Josh puts all his family videos up there. But what's the Instagram? I want you to go look at Josh's son's golf swing. I promise y'all, he is the next Tiger Woods, whatever, uh, Rory McIlroy, whatever. He's seven years old. He literally swings the club like he's on the PGA Tour. I mean, he's parring holes. He, I mean, he's winning international tournaments against kids from Czechoslovakia and Beijing and just all <laughs> over the place. And he loves playing, man. And, yeah. and Josh... Um, we'll get, give them the give them the Instagram first so they can yeah. you yeah, know go check that out. Yep, yeah, J Hatch J H A T C H Life L I F E. So J Hatch Life, go check out uh, Hudson's golf swing. I promise you, it, it is worth the, the few seconds in your day <laughs> to go check that out. But um, I'm glad that we're transitioning into family a little bit because as you know, here's another person who has a son and a daughter. Yeah, it is right. It's crazy, right? E son and daughter. Carl, son and daughter, Josh, son and daughter, me, son and daughter. So uh, this, this is crazy how this works out, right? Um, kind of, okay, so we know now, Josh, you've had this incredible success as a businessman. You know, you, you've crushed it. You know, you've built up su- several successful businesses as an entrepreneur. But I look at you and your family and your home life, mm. and, you know, you've been able to balance that in such yeah. a way that yeah. I think is remarkable because, you know, you hear so many times about guys who – and ladies who spend so much time in their career and dedicate and master and guru and E says wake up at three and they go hard, 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 hard. And then something ends up falling off, right? Mm-hmm. Usually you think about the guy who's going that hard. Maybe him and his wife aren't on accord, on one accord. Maybe he travels too much and he's not necessarily the father that he should be or could be. And I look at you as, as an ultimate example of somebody who's been at the highest level of business and is still at the highest level of family. And walk us through how you're able to balance that because I think that's a question, Carl, that we always get when we're out. People want to know, how do I balance this and how do I, you know, I'm trying to grind, but I got my my girl, I'm trying to grind, but I got my kids. How were you able to pull off those two amazing feats at such a high level? Yeah, so so we'll jump back to ET, not ED. Right, 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 ET, yeah. That's right, so back. Just like E.T., so I, uh, my wife and I grew up together. When I say mm-hmm. that, as we went from kids, high school, sweethearts, mm-hmm. um, to adults together. So, so we grew as one. Every struggle I've been through in my life, I've had um, Heather by my side. Mm. And so that has created an, an insanely strong bond and a way for us to know how both of us operate. Um, and, and so whenever we have a business, when we're making a business decision, her actual first question to me is, does it make you happy? Hmm. You know, I, I've built enough credit in the, in the trust account mm-hmm. as a couple that the question now is, hey, is this going to make us, our family, happy? Two, we are, we are 100% on the same page that, that our family comes first. Mm-hmm. So I, no matter how much money I've made, it's never made me any happier. Hmm. I know that's hard for people probably on the podcast that are yeah, struggling. Yeah. So that's not, that's not a, a, a statement to anger anybody. But I'm telling you, when you hear the statement, money doesn't buy happiness, I, I, I'll change it because people say, well, it does. It gives you options. Well, money doesn't buy fulfillment. Hmm. And so no matter how much I make, it doesn't. It will never replace um, a hug from my daughter 
or spending time with my daughter or spending the, the time on the golf course with my son. I feel like I hit the dad lottery because my son loves to play a game that I like to play. Right, right. And we get to go right. ride around in a golf cart for four hours or carry our clubs and walk and talk as a son and father. Right. And I don't know any other sport that you can do that. Wow. And from a business standpoint, you really just have to know that people say, well, what's a work-life balance? There isn't one. It's called life. Hmm. I, I laugh when I see people try to structure their personal time personally it's important to carve time for your family, but I feel like I'd be doing my family a disservice if I told them you have the hours between six and nine. Right, and right, after right. That, I'm exactly. Be, I yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to live a little bit of an, of, of an organic life that just kind of takes, takes its ride. And mm -hmm. so from a business standpoint, uh, I've always kind of done the same thing. And, and we are on the same page. My wife and I are on the same page. And we love on our kids, and we believe in telling our kids that we believe they can accomplish anything and we support them and we're not perfect. But again, I said it earlier in the podcast, my kids will never have to wonder why their father is not in their life. Mm. 120. Mm -hmm. And if there's a level above 120, they'll have that from love, support. And that's a driving thing that pushes me through business. Um, but again, I can be just as happy, and I'm saying this now as I've had some success, because it's one thing if you haven't had some. Right. I can be just as happy living in a one bedroom house right with my kids as long as my kids were doing the activities that they loved. Mm. I couldn't be as happy if I couldn't support my kids right, and, and right. financially yeah. support them yeah. and right, let them right. pursue their dreams. But I have a wife that, that um, money doesn't make her happy either. Hmm. Now we like the option, but that is not our core value. Mm. I am a husband and a father first, period. There's mm. not one thing I would do to ever sacrifice that for a dollar. I'm just saying, y'all got to go out here where we sitting in London and my girl is like eight billion miles away and my kids, is this the day that y'all going to decide y'all going to do this podcast yeah, when nah. I got to sleep in a room with yeah. CJ? Yeah, I know, you right? Yeah. Carl and I, yeah, unfortunately, killing me right yeah. now. Share you guys are, yeah, I know, I know uh, you guys You guys as well. You guys are great yeah, fathers no, man. as well. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, real, though. yo, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here and like I said, man, I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to have you on. Like, you know, we th they get our perspective a lot. You know, and it's usually, you know, just the three of us. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, kind of how we've chosen to keep it. And, you know, we'll probably be in the future as well. But I wanted you guys to get, you know, this information because I think you add so much. Absolutely. And I'm excited to say it. And now, Carl, you know, I kind of oh, wanted man. to make the announcement. But um, Josh has, you know, years now, of course, of us, you know, working on this relationship and Josh helping and being an advisor and a mentor and, you know, just, just offering support where he can and coming out to the conferences and all of this um, to, to further show you that Josh is uh, not moved by the money. <laughs> because surely uh, I, I don't have the, the vest pocket, as he nope. says, um, that, that a solar company would have or anybody else would have. But, you know, Josh and I had some intimate conversations about life and about what we were trying to do with the brand and where we were trying to push it to. And, and Josh kind of came to me, all cards on the table, and said, if you guys will have me, um, I'm, I'm ready to come on board. And I was like, Josh, I, like, you're already on board. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You've been, you know, you've been a part of this thing. Like, you know, and he was like, nah, I'm ready to, you know, kind of turn in my resignation letter. And I'm sitting here like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. Now, how much do you think we can? He was like, I'm not worried about that. Hmm. He said, I believe in what you guys are doing. My life has been changed as a result of what you're doing. You know, I've talked to my wife about it. You know, I want to come on and add value. I see what you guys are doing. You're changing the world. And I would love to be a part of that on a full-time basis if you'll have me. To which I about exploded and called Carl like, 
get the contract out, make them sign. Whatever you know, we gotta do. Yeah, and and, and you, you decided to make that jump and make that move and you said something to me about, you know, you, you see the skill sets that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh has a completely different skill set than we have just in terms of sales and business and those type of things. And you thought, high, it, it, which it means the world to me, and I'm, you know, I don't want to get choked up, but it means the world to me that you would take a shot on us when, you know, we're doing well, but we don't have the resources of a hundred million dollar company right. to say, yo, I believe in what y'all doing. I love you guys like brothers and I want to be a part of this movement. If you can tell the people like why you would be willing to do something like that and and how, you know, how how you came to this decision, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the first time I met E.T., this may sound this may sound corny to the people on on the podcast, but there was something that told me inside that we're going to work together. Now, I didn't know if that meant we're going to do a conference together. I didn't know if it would ever turn into this. Right. I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. think like this. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is what you guys have built with the company is incredible. And I say built as a company, it's a movement. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible. But who you you three are and other people that aren't on this call that are part of the ETA team, to me became family. And um, I, I, I had a lot of nights where I thought about it and I knew I could, I knew I could help. And I believe I had helped over the years when asked. Yeah. But, but I knew that together we could do something even more special because mm-hmm. there was a gap that I, I felt like I could fill. And I thought to myself, and it came as simple as this, see, I thought, how can you change the world part-time? Hmm. Hmm. How, how can you change the world right, right. part-time? This, this cause is too big. It's too important wow. to give it part-time attention. Mm. And, and the last thing on my mind, and I don't have all the money in the world, so I, I'm not retired. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, this isn't a give back. Right. Yeah. This is a, a, a passion, but I, I, I love what the brand represents. I love each and every one of you as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I love where it's headed. Being on this trip has been absolutely incredible to sit in London and watch again. I've, I don't know how many conferences I've been to, but to see just internationally the love and respect. Um, and when I, when I talked to again, my wife, it was, it was a quick conversation. Hmm. I know that sounds That's what bugged me out. Yeah, does it make you happy? Uh, yeah, she said, she said, babe, at this point of our life, I think it's about happiness. And I want to make this clear to everybody. It's not, has nothing to do with where we, how many zeros we have in our bank account. Mm-hmm. We are now in our mid-30s, mm-hmm. and we have done enough to know what makes us happy and what doesn't. And there have been mm-hmm. times that making more money has not made us happier. Mm. And Say I wanna, that again, please. There are times that making, that making more money has not made us happier. It's actually had the almost reverse effect yep. because it, money is a terrible anchor. You can always chase more of it. Hmm. And if that's all you have. Money it, is a terrible anchor. That just went over my head and then it came right back. Wow, money yep. is a terrible anchor. Yep. It will be, and it, there will be times that money is taken away from you, whether it's a bad business decision you make or, or you try something, you buy a house and you lose all the equity in it. But at some point in your life, everyone's going to have an experience where money's taken away. Mm-hmm. And if your identity is tied to that money, hmm. then you feel like you are stupid, not worth anything, um, no good, um, don't deserve it. 
So money's not my anchor. My family's my anchor. And now this causes my anchor. Security, mm. solar, saving lives. Oh, Carl came with the there third S. There it is. Triple S. There it is. Nah, it. man. Well, well, we're like, you know, and as you already know, Carl, Josh, and I have been up to like five o'clock every, every single day single since we've been day. in England. Yeah. Just chopping it up, man. Just talking about. Um, the vision and the dream and, you know, just kind of everything that encompasses it. And Josh is, you know, kind of like letting his hair down now a little bit <laughs> and, and saying, you know, hey, guys, you know, here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to get busy um, and just change some things around. And we're extremely excited to have him on board. Our Breathe You family um, already knows about already Josh. Know. They are, you know, uh -huh. he's been on the calls for the last couple of months. I'm just saying, you know. Josh jumped in on the media team for this trip. Right, right. exactly. Listen to me, y'all. We've been streaming every single thing that we did in London live directly. Not we. I take it back. Josh has been single handed. Right, right, right. Josh has got the phone out. Everything yep. that we've done here directly yeah. into our private yep. group for BU Man. And I, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely appreciate no, it. No, we, we're, we're live streaming for those of you who want to see anything that we're doing in London and Poland. We've live streamed every single keynote that he's done at breatheuniversity.com. Again, all of our Breathe, Breathe You family is, is familiar with Josh and his story and kind of, you know, where he came from. And, and now we're kind of letting the world know about it as we continue to take what we do to, to a whole nother level and the value that Josh is going to add over the next, you know, couple days, months, years is just going to be incredible. And I'm going to say it right now. I hope that this is your last stop. Oh, absolutely. You know? Me as well. I'll say, I'll say yeah. this, you know, this is... No, no, um, we'll do everything in our power yeah, to make sure yeah, this is no, your last seriously. stop. seriously. And, and, and um, it's just a, it's a blessing, man. It truly is a blessing to have you on. Like I said, you're like a brother, yeah. you know, um, a, a six-foot-eight white brother, <laughs> but a brother nonetheless. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, amazing to have you on the, on the team, man. And uh, hopefully everybody who's out there listening gets a chance to know you the way we know you and the value that you're going to add. And let me, let me just say one more thing. Um, I think the, 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 the other practical reason it's important to have Josh on here is because as we travel, right, we've noticed that um, a lot of people look to ET for the character side. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, that's what you guys come to ET for. You watch TGIM. You watch Thank God I'm Married. You watch all of these things, and you watch E to get your character right. And then many of you have been commenting saying that we watch ET to get our character right and we go over here and we spend money on training and things of that nature and the people do not look out for you. Like, I'm, I'm just being real. We go to sessions and people are like, hey, I spent $20,000 last year on personal development. I got more in this session with CJ, Josh and ET than I've ever gotten in my life. And I'll be honest, it was time for me to say, hey, we don't have this skill set. This is the conversation I had with Josh. A lot of people are in the sales and the business building arena. You guys know I do branding and entrepreneurship, but the actual hardcore business building and sales and customer relations and those things, I don't have those skills. And so we've never been able to bring that to you at a high level. So you've come to us for the character stuff and then you went elsewhere and you've gotten beat. I'm excited to say that now we are finally going to have somebody, and that's why I wanted Josh to kind of tell you who he was and what he does. Go look up some of these guys who are telling people how to increase sales and make money. Yeah. You can't even find out what they did. You can't even find out how they made their money. Mm. Like, you can go Google Josh and find out how he made his money. He just told you from the ground up how he was able to, you know, propel himself into a self-made millionaire. And you go to a lot of these guys, and they don't give you the truth, and they, you know, they're, they're wishy-washy about it. 
And I said, finally, we have a guy who is trustworthy, who aligns himself perfectly with our brand, our beliefs, our values. Go to Josh's Instagram and go look 10 years ago when he first started it. He is who he says he is, and that's why I'm so excited to have him as a part of what we're doing because he is somebody who I feel comfortable with saying, hey, you need this particular specialized. He's already calling people MBU. Yep. Josh is taking personal yep. phone calls and just, he was like, I'm not waiting for you guys to say I'm officially a part or some ceremony. He's like, People on BU are like, hey, I got a problem with this issue. My sales team is this. And Josh is on the phone with them right now. And so, listen, man, I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm super pumped up about everything we're going to do um, in ETA and, and BreatheUniversity.com. Everything we do, man, I'm, I'm super pumped. I thank you for sharing your information today. And because ET had to run out and do a quick interview, I think um, I'm going to let Josh Give us our, our, our nugget of the day. Usually this Ooh. spot is reserved for ET, oh, my man. Honored, honored. So, wow. so since honored. the people have heard from you today, yes, sir. I want, we'll, we'll go uh, uh, ET's nugget of the day. Uh, let's see, announcements, Carl, October the 15th. 15th. Yep. We're Dallas. in Dallas. We'll be back in the States. We're going to be in Dallas as our next stop in the United States. So come out to Dallas. Go to etinspires.com slash events. We'll see you in Dallas really soon. Uh, Josh will be there. Uh, you won't you, you you won't have a hard time figuring out which one he is. Um, Look for tall and ball. Yeah, tall and ball. ball. Tall ball and uh, yeah. So, um, but I think that's it, right, Carl? Yeah, we're good. Other yeah. than that, man, thank you guys for checking it out. I know this was a different version of the podcast. We'll be back next week with the silliness and the laughter. But I uh, I, I really thought this was important for you guys to hear this. You know, just incredible story first mm -hmm. and foremost, and then also to introduce you to another member of our team. So. Uh, without further ado, E.T.'s Nugget of the Day brought to you by Jay Smooth. Yeah, thank you. What an honor. So the Nugget of the Day is um, make a decision and then make it right. And what I mean by that is I see so many people that are wishy-washy in their decision-making, and life doesn't allow you to make every decision right at the start. You don't make every right decision up front. So what you do is you make a decision, and then you make it right. Mm -hmm. And so people get stuck by analysis, by, paralysis by analysis, trying to make decisions. It's not how the world works. You make your decisions first. I've made a decision to join the ETA and be part of this family, and we will go and make this decision right. There's no other choice. Man, powerful words. ET, you might be out of job next That's week. It. Listen, man, we thank you guys for listening. As always, go write us review, that review on iTunes. Carl, the Bayesian Sensation, Josh, J. Smooth, CJ, we out of here. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate.